Uh, welcome to the Manager Tools Podcast for Monday, April 30th, 2007. Hi everyone, this is Mike, and welcome. In today's cast, we start to describe how to respond to feedback after you received it, but more specifically, feedback that's received that's not in the model. As you may recall, for our classic April Fool's cast, we talked about how to receive back, but only partly. We discussed the physical, facial, and verbal responses to someone asking, may I give you some feedback? But obviously, you're going to get a lot of inputs regarding your performance. Some of it will come in the form of the feedback model, and in an upcoming cast, we'll talk about how to continue response under those conditions. But not all of it will come in the form of the feedback model. So what do you do when someone gives you input on your behavior? What's the right way to respond to praise? What's an effective way to talk about what you could have done better? Well, we bet you're getting the praise part wrong anyway. Yeah, we'll find out. Here we go. I love the fact that we're going to talk about how other people talk about performance. Not everybody <laughs> talks. Not everybody talks about performance the way we talk about it, or the way we think managers should talk about it. But um, yeah, they're just they're terribly ineffective. Yeah. I, I think I think most people don't even think very clearly about behavior and about performance and about results, all of which are connected. Uh, and that's one of the reasons I think the feedback model catches some folks is it just it, it, it implies an underlying theory about the connection between behavior and performance and results that. People have no net to catch sometimes. Yeah, it, it's it's funny that we we have a vocabulary for everything, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. To say nothing of like acronyms, <laughs> so, let alone vocabulary acronyms, right? Exactly. But but we don't have any real clarity about management or vocabulary around management. You know, probably the closest thing to management talk is you know all these buzzwords that get passed around for real intelligence. <laughs> They're just buzzwords, and and it just makes a big joke out of it. Yeah, yeah, which reminds me, at some point we have to, you know, in talking about vocabulary, we ought to do a cast about effective writing at some point where we can address the whole passive voice thing, which people not only write in, but but speak in and imply that um, something happened to something else rather than, hey, you did something. <laughs> <laughs> right. Absolutely, absolutely agree. We've got all kinds of subvocabularies for various er- you know, for for all these different areas. You know, engineers, engineers have TQM and value engineering and Six Sigma and green belts and black belts and blue belts and red belts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sales and IT folks have customer relationship management. Airlines have revenue per seat mile. Someday we'll talk about <laughs> my my experiences there. And, and, and finance has you know FIFO and FASB. I mean, it's all over the place. Yeah, and management gets bingo, buzzword bingo. Bingo. It is, yeah, it is just another sign that we've abdicated our abdicated our responsibility for people management while over managing everything else. And I think it's actually because people think they can manage the non people aspects, whereas people don't want to get into the whole people yeah. management thing. Yeah, but wait, but wait, you know, maybe just maybe everyone else is right and you're wrong. <laughs> I mean, you think there's a right way to respond to praise. I mean, don't we get any slack at all? Uh, I actually never said there's a right way um, to respond to praise, but there sure are wrong ways to respond to praise. I hear that all the time. Yeah. Well, give me an example. Okay, sure. So somebody says to me, hey, great job on that presentation today. And I say, really? I thought I was kind of off towards the end. Oh, well, what's wrong with that? I mean, you 
you're you're just being hard on yourself and surely we don't want to stop people from you know seeking constant improvement no no we're not against constant improvement well oh okay okay all right so so now might be a good time to introduce the show yeah okay sorry yeah <laughs> well, here, here we get started and we're just i'm just champing at the bit a little bit here but but okay but let's agree to come back to the larger discussion at some point about behavior and performance and results we talk about that we've alluded to it all those things, they're so big, um, but I don't think people make the connection as easily as we'd like to, and we've been living this way for years. Um, so I think we need to do that. Okay. Consider it done. Got it written okay, down. Okay, good. All right. Um, so this show addresses feedback that is not delivered in the model, and I use the word feedback there loosely. Um, um, but in, in, in a future show, we're going to address responding to feedback delivered in the model. We talked about how to handle the, hey, you know, can I give you some feedback? question, but we didn't talk about after the feedback is delivered in terms of the, here's, you, you did this, here's what happened, how to continue that response. Um, but, but for the purpose of this show, we're going to talk about two types of non-feedback model feedback, and it's, it's simple. It's the words that everybody uses all the time, and they confuse with feedback, which are praise and criticism. Uh, uh, the two parts are basically regarding praise. When you're praised, you smile and say thank you. And when you're criticized, you say thank you, you search for behavior, and when necessary, you commit to next steps. You got to excuse me a second. I'm kind of, I fell on the floor because I, I, I thought I heard you say criticism. I mean, you, you hate that word. Uh, I, I do hate the word criticism, uh, but it is absolutely completely accurate in this case. It, it, um, people say, oh, I have const- constructive criticism for you. There is no such thing. There's just literally no such thing as constructive criticism. Um, uh, but criticism is an accurate portrayal of what we're going to talk about today. Look, if you just give negative input to somebody, that's criticism. And, and one of the reasons we don't like criticism is the re- root word of it. I, I think it's Greek, but I could be wrong. The root word of it means to judge. And people just don't like being judged. Now, the difference between feedback and criticism is, um, well, first of all, if it doesn't focus on behavior, then it's not feedback. It's just criticism. But underlying the whole reason, the rationale in a professional situation why feedback is so powerful is it's not critical. It's not judgmental. It simply points out, much like we talk about in the peer model, the idea that when you did that, here's what happened. Essentially, all you're doing is replaying what happened. You're not saying you stink or I didn't like that, which is, of course, a form of judgment. Um, So... Well, anyway, let, 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 me, let me go on to say something profound, something, at least for me, really, truly profound. Oh, I'm, I'm ready for that. Yeah. The reason so many people don't like feedback, receiving or giving, is that they don't like criticism. Because so few people make the effort to be helpful with the inputs, we've cast a negative blanket over all of it. Because we're because most people are confused about the difference between criticism and feedback, everyone has been allowed to believe that anything negative is criticism, which it is absolutely is not if you're giving feedback. Yeah, and well, we have an, a reasonable negative response to criticism because it's judgmental. Yeah, well, and, that, and that's why we hate the phrase constructive cri- criticism, which just drives me crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, it's impossible to give constructive criticism. Right, exactly. Basically, you're seeing somebody, you stink, oh, by the way, listen to me now, tell you what you can do better. Yeah. It just, yeah, it's impossible. But look, but, but, but and we can, I could go on and on about that profoundness for a long time. Feedback is simply replaying for somebody what they did and the results were. 
it's generally factual um, as opposed to judgmental. But look, in this cast, we have two parts. How to respond to praise, which, of course, is non-behaviorally based positive affirmation, and how to respond to criticism, which is negatively based um, response to a situation. Cool. All right. Well, so let's get to it. Okay. We'll start with praise. It's easy. But funnily enough, you know, the manager Jules way, it's easy and it has three parts. <laughs> but they're easy. I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer. Verbal, vocal, and visual, which uh, I think we've talked about before. At least certainly we use it in the disc profiles, I know, to talk about different ways to look for clues about people's behavior. Because behavior can be verbal. It can be vocal. It can be visual. Um, and one more time, just for the record, praise is positive, in, positive input, usually not behavioral in nature. It sounds like this. Praise might sound like, good job or nice work today, or really appreciated your hard work on this project, or you were great in that meeting, or thanks for the great report, well done on the prep for this call. Right. All, all which is great. It's fun. It's great yeah. hearing, but it doesn't address any kind of repeatable behavior. Exactly. So, so here's what you do when you hear that. When you hear positive affirmation comments that aren't behavioral in nature, they're simply a pat on the back. It's, it's, um, it's light. It's fluffy. It feels good. Great. Nothing wrong with praising people. We believe in praise as well as positive feedback. But here's what you do. You smile and say thank you in an upbeat tone, which basically the way you convey an upbeat tone is you raise the volume of your voice slightly, you raise the pitch of your voice slightly, and you increase the speed. You speak a little bit more quickly. It sounds like thank you or gee thanks or Thanks a lot, or I appreciate that. Do we really need all that extraneous stuff, though? I mean, what about the busy manager who, who doesn't think what she or he did is is all that good or wonderful? It's just all you know, just stuff all done in a good day's work. Yeah, I think there's some real ego at work with managers who are like are working after a meeting and somebody says, "Great meeting," you're like, "Yeah, thanks," uh, and you act like, "Yeah, that was no big deal." Apparently, you're just such a peon, you don't realize that what I take for granted looks good to you, but really, what I just did was trivially unimportant. Um, look, if you're going to be picky about it, you don't need to say anything at all to somebody who praises you. They're not telling you anything you can repeat. Remember, it's not behavioral. It's just praise. And if you want to be really clinical about it, just ignore the praise. Right? I mean, hey, you're so good. You don't need it. Right? You don't, you don't want to imply that someone else giving you a pat on the back would mean something to you, that you have any emotions at all. But look, the problem with that, and, I, and it's all an ego bluff. It's strictly an ego bluff. Um, right, like, but, the person, yeah, like the person who's giving it to you is not worthy of yeah. uh, – that. their opinion means nothing. Yeah, exactly. They're so far beneath you that the fact that they're noticing something you did good that, in fact, you just take for granted. It's as if you breathe and they think it's wonderful. Basically, what you're doing is shoving it back down their throat, which, okay, fine. But look, if you do that, it, you run the risk of not getting praise or criticism or feedback from this person in the future. Because, look, it it doesn't matter what you mean. All that matters is what the listener, the person who's hearing your response to the praise they gave you, all that matters is what they hear. Without the tone, without the smile, without the upbeatness, if you will, they likely won't give you any more praise in the future. Even if it's not repeatable behavioral stuff, What's wrong with some praise every once in a while, particularly if it increases, if you responding in a positive way, increase the chances they'll give praise and potentially, therefore, positive feedback to other people. Are you really okay with sending someone a lesson that others may not want praise or or, uh, 
praise up the chain of command. Yeah, we want to avoid kissing up and all that stuff. But look, do, do you really want to send the message that others may not want praise, even if you are the truly superstar, steely-eyed, um, take no prisoners, no no emotion, super manager who doesn't ever need a pat on the back? The fact is, the answer ought to be no. Because as busy and as difficult as things can be at times, uh, praise is actually a very powerful grease for the organization. And you sending a message that you don't need it, and so therefore shutting people down who give it, it is not effective in the long run for the organization. Yeah, it's kind of like somebody smiling at you and then you just frown, scowl back yeah. at them. Yeah, I mean, it's a real useful way of creating a relationship. Yeah, okay, great. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so, okay, <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Okay, so, so, so what about criticism? Okay, just one more thing about praise. You'll notice we do not recommend using somebody else's praise as an opportunity to seek adjusting feedback. Mm. It is is really the rare relationship. And a lot of managers say, well, I don't want want anybody to think that I'm just happy to hear praise. I want want to show that I'm not only happy to hear praise, but I want to get better and something. Well, please, is there anything I can do better? Is there, you know, please, if anything. And I am terrible at this. I am terrible at it. Many people give me praise for various things I've done, and I immediately say, anything I can do better? And part of that is just my focus on feedback. But I actually I actually ruin the value of some of the praise. And I've heard this, I've gotten feedback from people about that very thing, and I work on it, and I'm still not as good as I should be. But it is really the rare relationship that you can turn. If you and I, knowing each other for 25 years, I could turn to you and go, okay, hey, thanks, man, I appreciate it. And anything you can do better? Man? And I even learn not to do that even with you. Um, but even just one or two close friends, close associates, where a suggestion won't sting you. Other than that, just don't do it. Just say thank you in an upbeat, positive way with a smile on your face and be done with it. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, okay, so on to criticism. Okay, good. Uh, let's define it. It's negative input that doesn't follow, even loosely, the model. It's not about behavior. It's just criticism. It's judgment. It might sound like that didn't go well. There's no behavior there. Uh, I didn't like your presentation. <laughs> Again, n- nothing specific I can do anything about. It's just he didn't like it. Um, you need to work on your skills there. Oh, okay, great. Which, which skills? <laughs> You're mean. <laughs> you lack poise. This isn't what I asked for. You're not doing what I asked. This is unacceptable. This won't work. When you say it all together like that, though, it, it it, it, it seems like it ought to be obvious how stupid and wrong criticism is. I mean, it just it sounds awful. I mean, there's an undertone of negativity that you just can't get around. It's de- it's demeaning. Yeah, it is. Yeah, when you put it all together like that, it does. And any one of those has all that sting, particularly particularly if you're talking to a direct. Um, and, and essentially, I I believe that as 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 fraught with unspoken emotional baggage as the supervisor-to-direct relationship is, particularly in the cases where we're not investing in a relationship, we're not doing one-on-ones, we're not coaching, we're not giving good annual reviews, and so on. We're really not investing in the relationship and communicating assertively. Uh, I believe that this kind of stuff is just absolute poison. You're basically, it's again, it's an ego slap to the other guy saying, I, I can tell you things that are of no use to you, that are just designed to expl- express my displeasure. It's almost like a, uh, someone speaking to a servant, um, and that's just, it's just you're, like you say, it's awful. Yeah, I, I um, suspect that this is the uh, materials that um, bad marriages or partnerships are made of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's that kind of. It, it's the zing, and, and and a lot of times it's done with a little bit of laugh. So you're supposed to see the humor, 
Um, and then the person who does that, of course, is basically engaged in the old saw, which is in all humor, there is truth. Um, but look, anyway, re- regarding criticism, there is a right, there is a more effective response uh, that'll get you further along in terms of turning criticism into something useful that has utility and that has three parts. And that is thank you, a behavior search, and then next steps. Yeah. Well, the thank you is the easiest part. But what I found that makes it work, though, is you say thank you to criticism exactly how you would say thank you to a praise. I mean, that's what really ah. makes it work. Yeah, exactly. And in fact, um, so many folks, they, say they, they, they think they're being smart or intellectual or clever by responding to criticism by saying, um, okay, well, thanks, I, I guess. Or, or there's an undertone of I guess in, in, in the thank you. It's so true of engineers, so true of accounts and IT folks. The high C's of the world want to make the feedback or the criticism about who's right rather than encouraging more input in the future. This is particularly dangerous, of course, when a direct is given you um, criticism, um, perhaps mistakenly, but nonetheless, if you're really a professional, you ought to be willing to hear it from anybody. We already have established that the other person doesn't think you were right, so don't argue. Shut up, hear them out, and move on. It's not an intellectual argument. It's not about who's right or whose data is the pile is bigger. It's simply a case of, can I learn from this? And if you're engaged in an intellectual argument with somebody, it's unlikely your energy will be directed toward learning. It'll be toward winning, um, which may, in fact, be directly opposed to learning. Right. Yeah. And it's it's not, hey, thanks. It's, hey, thanks. Or, right. Man, I appreciate it. it yeah. It's all within that exclamation point at the end. Yeah, and, and that's exactly. hard for some folks who are not, net, you know, you're a high eye, you're attuned to those kind of things. That's, you know, people sometimes need to work at their ability to communicate that sense of energy. And you talked about some of the things, you know, speed it up, a little bit of inflection at the end, those kind of things. Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, so good. All right. You say, hey, thanks. And, and, uh, and then what you do is step two, which is behavior search. Now, uh, it, it, it sounds funny. But it's really the key that the phrase behavior search sounds funny. It's not star search. It's really the key to the whole thing. If someone has just said that wasn't very good, you, you really can't tell what needs changing. If you're truly interested in improving, um, you got to find out what you can change next time, focusing on what you can change next time. So you either have to ask a question to determine what behavior is at issue and or restate the criticism as a behavior. In both cases, you restate the behavior and its impact, but it, depending upon how vague the, the, the criticism is, um, you have to ask a question to get to that. So if somebody is quite vague, if you can't tell what they want from you, it sounds like this. Help me see what I can do better. What specifically did I do that was a problem? Or you could ask, was it this? Or uh, what would you have changed? In other words, when you ask somebody what they would have changed, now they're talking about Hopefully, you can drive towards specifics. Right. But I, I suspect that, that some of those won't get you necessarily a great answer. Yeah, exactly. You may have to ask again. That's why we call this step behavior search. You may have to ask a couple of questions. It may be then, okay, okay. so it's about my delivery of the recommendation. Was I too fast? Did I not make enough points? And, and you'll notice, by the way, I asked two questions. I'm trying to come up with potential solutions. I'm trying to make suggestions in the form of questions. Um designed to 
encourage them to think specifically about my behavior rather than just, again, judging me and then delivering more criticism, which is not going to likely change my behavior since I don't know what to change since they're not talking about behavior. All right. So let's let's take some examples. You know, for example, hey, that, that, that presentation wasn't all that good. Oh, OK. Thanks, boss. I mean, can you help me understand a little bit more? Um, what could I have done better? You know, we had to wait till the end of the presentation before you got to the bottom line. So just just put the bottom line on the first on the first slide, so folks aren't like just reading, thumbing through it, trying to get to the bottom line. Oh, okay, okay, great. All right, that's one example. And, and basically, what I did was I thanked you, and then I I went into okay, I'm trying to search to understand better what you're getting at. Oh, good. Okay. Another example. Um, okay, the next one. Let's say you're you recommended a, a new process. Okay. Um, hey, that rec- recommendation, new process that that just didn't work. Well, okay, thanks. Um, can you help me understand, you know, what didn't work about it? What, what could I have done better? What could I have done different? Well, your recommendation, you had you had this very expensive software, but nowhere in your recommendation did you talk about cost. I mean, just just put cost in there next time, and we'll have a little bit more information to make the decision. Okay, great. Okay, good, good. I, okay. Again, again, I said thank you, and then I said, okay, help me understand more, right? What, what could I do better? What could I do different? What did I mess up? Good. Okay. Okay. And say one more. Let's say uh, you're running a project and it was late, and I tell you, "Hey, Mar- hey, Mark, you know, it really pisses me off when you when your projects are late like that." Okay. Thanks. I'm sorry, boss. I, you know, obviously embarrassed by that. And and um, you know, any any you, you say it's late, but but any I mean, more more specifics. I mean, what what would I have done different or better? I don't think you would have had the problem with the lateness if you had followed up with the vendor. I mean, you, you, you talked to him ah, once, a thirty-minute yeah. conversation. You got his first estimates and his and and the time they thought they'd do it. But if you followed up a little bit more after the project changed a little bit, had a couple of new requirements, if you'd followed up with them, you know, might have gotten a little bit better information. Okay, good. All right. So again, I said thanks. I said okay. Well, you know, late. Okay, great. And help me understand more behavior. Okay. Um. Good. So now let's take him to the next level, though. Okay. Um, now we've done the behavior search. I understand what the behavior is. It's the issue. And now I want to restate that behavior. It's an impact. And now you should be able to hear what amounts to steps two and three, if you will, in the feedback model. In the presentation example where you said my bottom line should have been up front, I'd say something like, so, okay, what I'm hearing is that when I don't put my recommendation up front, everybody skips to it anyway, and they don't hear my presentation, so I had to put it up front. Got it. Um, Regarding the new process recommendation where I didn't have, I, I think you said that I didn't have some software mentioned, cost or whatever. I say, okay, good. Because I didn't list the cost, it looks like I'm hiding something or I didn't do my homework. Got it. Um, and then I'm in the late project when I didn't talk to the vendor. I say, okay, I understand. When I don't follow up with a vendor, I let the vendor off the hook and it makes my project late. I got it. Good point. Yeah, that's great. So, you, so you, what you're doing is just turning around and making it look like the feedback model, even if the 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 person you're talking to hasn't connected the dots, right? Connecting it for him, right? And, and actually, I, to a subtle change there, I don't know that I'm really connecting it for him. I'm connecting it for me because oh, okay. <laughs> it's my behavior, right? I'm not trying to teach him the model. I don't, I don't, I don't want them to feel like I'm pushing back on the criticism. In fact, my my thank you and my questions are designed to show I'm really interested in changing. This is for me. We're discussing my behavior, um, and what I have found is people who start using the feedback model get very quickly clear about behavior and impact, behavior and impact. So restating, hey, I did X, and so Y happened, um, I think is really, really powerful. Now, there are people who will say, well, gosh, I think this is dumb doing it in front of my boss. And I'd say, well, okay. 
I've been doing it in front of clients for years, clients who are absolutely my bosses. And I say, hey, help, help me understand that because I want to make sure I get this right. So what you're telling me is when I do that, I, this happens and I need to change that. Right. And, and I can't tell you the number of clients. And these are, and these are bosses. And they look right at me and say, yes, right, you got it. And, and I think the key, believe it or not here, is the actual driving to that level of detail. Because everybody knows what it feels like to give some criticism, to be pushed a little bit, and, and to kind of agree, okay, yeah, I got it. And nobody really wants to drive down to the details. Nobody wants to talk about specific behavior because that's ownership. That's accountability. Um, but when you do it, if you take the initiative and you do it yourself for your boss or for a client or even for a peer or even for a subordinate, um, I, I think it sends a very powerful message. And people recognize the, the conversation went to a level they haven't used to. They're not used to it going previously. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think it makes the the third the third step, which we'll get to in a second, which is committing to new behavior, um, all that much more believable because now the, the the individual on the other side knows that you understand yes. what it is that, that that they're saying, right? They the, you yes. understand the, the the consequences, the behavior, and the consequences. I don't know about you, but I, I've been in circumstances where somebody's committed to new behavior. It, it just wasn't clear to me that they actually knew what my issue yeah. was. I, I felt like I was being yeah. appeased rather than yes. a, a real commitment. Yes, exactly. Yeah, the appeasement thing, people just want to be out of the conversation. And they're willing, quite frankly, willing to commit to anything, and they don't even remember what they're committed to. Yeah, which is very dangerous. I agree. Um, there, there is a caveat, though, in terms of committing to new behavior. If you're getting criticism from your boss, you're want, you'll want the next steps to be specific, and we're, we'll give an example of that. But if this is just criticism from a, from a peer or direct or somebody other than their boss, it's best to leave the next step private in your own head in terms of making a commitment. Yeah, of um, course. I mean, no need to commit to something to appear. Right. You're just, getting, you're just getting clarity on the criticism. You know, essentially turning it into a form of feedback is right, kind of what exactly. we're Right, exactly. Right. Um, in the event it is your boss, here's how the next steps would sound. If For the presentation one, it says, next time I'll run the slides by you, or I'll put the recommendation up front next time. Thanks, boss. Um, regarding the, the recommendation on the process where I left out the, the cost of the software, I'll put the cost in next time. Thanks. Or on the late project, I'll be more proactive with vendor communications next time. I appreciate the help. Thanks. Yeah, I love the idea of turning criticism into feedback, e- even if you do it just internally. Yeah, I, I think I think the the feedback model that's step two and three is, is, is you say out loud, but it, but actually go into the next step and say, okay, what would you do if it was if you were a boss giving this feedback to somebody? You'd want to talk about, okay, what are you going to do differently next time? And you're right, I think it I think it um, I think when you do it, it makes it clear um, what you what you're committing to, um, and, and I think that the more you do it. It, it makes you more effective in terms of receiving and also behaving differently in the future. And you want both. You want to get more feedback, more criticism even. If you're truly egoless, which people talk about all the time, if you're willing to be open to performance improvement, then you have to be willing to accept criticism or feedback. Feedback is preferable, but um, but criticism can be effective. Um, if you can be open to it, you'll become more effective uh, if, if you're not only open to it, but you're also willing to change your behavior. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. So summing up then, when you're praised, smile and say thank you. That sounds right. pretty straightforward. When right. You're, when you're criticized, say thank you, search for behavior, and then commit to the next steps when necessary. Thanks, partner. Thank you. Well, there you go. Simple steps on how to respond more effectively to praise and criticism. You're going to, hopefully, get both. 
but now you know how to be effective when receiving either praise or criticism. Now, a quick reminder before we go. If you're a relatively new listener, be sure to go to the website and register. In return for registering, you get an additional podcast each month, as well as access to a special RSS feed that contains all of the shows, both the weekly as well as the special monthlies, in one single, easy-to-use feed. That's well over 100 shows. So, if you want more, check it out. With that, folks, we'll see you again next week. So long.